Disclaimer, everything discussed on the 9 o'clock is wholly opinion. We are not experts. We have no alphabet soup of credentials after our names. We're just two people who overthink things and had enough adult money to buy podcast mics. Nothing said here should be taken as medical or legal advice. Seriously, nope, don't. That would be terrible for you, probably. Be sure to leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. It helps us. How? We're not really sure, but yeah, do that. Welcome to the 9 o'clock, the podcast about maintaining your relationship while not messing up your kids. I'm Gwenna Lathland. <laughs> Jackson Lathland. And this is our episode one. Yay! We're, we're doing the podcast. If, if you're watching on YouTube, you just watched Jackson do the most adorable little uh, episode one dance. Are you going to make a dance per episode? It was my jig. It's your jig. Nice. And if you're watching on YouTube, you are seeing Gwenna in her rawest form because I forgot that we were filming this for YouTube. So I look like hot garbage. I disagree. And I know garbage. <laughs> it's true. You worked on trash trucks for a lot of time. <laughs> a lot of time. A lot of time. Uh, action, trash trucks that had caught on fire. So hot garbage, a thing you have firsthand experience in. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that was the correct answer. Ex- excellent work. <laughs> You're welcome. So today... For episode one of the nine o'clock, we are going to be talking about something near and dear to our own hearts. I've been looking forward to this. Why is it so friggin' hard to make friends as adults? Because I have the answer. It means I have to get out of my house. Yes, it does. See, here's here's the thing. I when we were discussing whether or not this should be an episode mm-hmm. we we legit ran into a problem like is this a universal problem or is it just because we are introverts mm-hmm. i am an outgoing introvert which means i don't people very good but i'm perky about it <laughs> you are a cave cricket yes yeah you you fold up into weird angles uh you surprise people when they walk into the rooms just with your existence and uh, if someone turns on the light, you hide. Yeah, yeah, because I don't like shadows. Right, right. So yeah. you make weird sounds at awkward times. You're a cave cricket. Okay, fair enough. Okay. That's, that's accurate. <laughs> Good. <laughs> now that we've established that. <laughs> but, but as introverts, we do have trouble just socializing in general. Um, we are... We run out of social energy before maybe social encounters are done. Yes. Um, so like I'll, I'll, I'll listen to people tell stories. Oh yeah. I was at this dinner party. I'm like, I, I cannot even, I can't imagine what that's you willingly went to a dinner party. Yeah. That makes my palms clammy. Right. Like we used to watch when we had cable, uh, in the days of yore, we would watch those house hunting shows. Yeah. And they're like, I need room for entertaining and I want an open floor plan. When we shopped for a house, we're like, we want two toilets. Yeah. And a roof. And a roof, right. Yeah. It came at a premium if we wanted concrete. Right. Like foundation. Right. If we wanted a garage. Right. Like the, those were our big shopping lists. At, and entertaining? No. Yeah. Can I fit my large TV and my couch? Score. Excellent. See, that's that's inter- all I need. That's entertaining to me. Right. <laughs> because because we're introverts. Yeah. Uh, because we we gain more energy by being not necessarily alone, but at least in a very specific social group that we have cherry picked. Like we have friends. Um, 
we have six. We have six friends. Six total friends. <laughs> between us. Yeah. There are two that are specific to you. There are two that are specific to me. And that we have an, a, a couple, like a married couple who are our couple friends. Yeah. That's it. That's, That's fair. So the question becomes, how then do adults make friends? That's not, I don't have answers to that. Um, and I don't think it has everything to do with our being introverts. I just don't know. Our kids, they make friends so easy. They don't have classmates. They don't have just other kids. We call them friends. Oh, no, don't, don't take your friend's toy. Like everything is a friend. And when we were kids, it was really, really easy to make friends. Do you think maybe that's, maybe that stems from at a young age, you know, when we were all young at some point, we maybe part of it was our exploration. Like we were still exploring our personalities when we were young. And right. so we were a little more moldable. Right. Cause I mean, we're all influenced by our friends to some degree or yeah. another. Well, and, and we didn't have the personal walls and I, I mm-hmm. don't think kids fear judgment as much. No, ours have no filters. No, none whatsoever. Even our eldest has no filter. Well, our oldest is a social butterfly. Like she is an yeah. extrovert. I don't know how we, I, uh, that, that's got to be the nature versus nurture debate settled. Like that is not nurture. We didn't nurture that. No. That's just her nature to be a very socially motivated, extroverted human being. Yeah. She, she well, she gets all the right, uh, like brain chemicals. Right. When she's around other people. Right. Her brain soup is balanced for yeah. peopling. Ours is not. Yeah. I like that brain soup. <laughs> Love to use that one more often. But when it comes to, I think for adults, for kids, it's a lot, it's a lot simpler because it's, do you like the Hulk? I like the Hulk. Let's pretend we're Hulk. Yeah. The heart, the hardest thing in that game is figuring out who's going to be Hulk and who's going to be a bad guy. Right. And which bad guy. Yeah. If, if they're deep into the lore. Yeah. Um, for adults, there's a whole new challenge that... I can't just pick a random person I found at, at at the post office and decide I am going to try to be your friend because we need to be able to have connection points. So for us as a couple, we're probably looking for another couple in a committed relationship with kids. Well, and for us, we're, we complicate things even further because we have an age gap between our kids. There's an 11 year span between our oldest and our middle child. So when we're trying to find human beings that we can be friends with, if we find other humans that have toddlers, we're, we're not going to have the connection point of also having a teenager in the house. If we find people who have teenagers, they're not going to want to hear about our potty training woes because no. they left that a long time ago. Yeah. Diaper changing. Nobody wants to talk no. about that well, unless the, you're in that. Right. Well, and, and the child free crowd, they want nothing to do with us. And rightfully so, because <laughs> ma'am, I am just trying to enjoy my burrito. Why are we talking about poop? Yeah, exactly. And if you're not a parent, that's just off putting. If you are a parent, every parent listening to this podcast is like, yep, I have in fact talked about poop over burritos. It's a weird thing when you become a, a, a parent and, and, yeah, you do find yourself like having conversations like that and those yeah. end up being fulfilling conversations. Right. Right. <laughs> so well and and especially for parents um uh, uh, for for people who are responsible for tiny humans, 
It's not just how do you meet people? How do you find connection points with people? Mm -hmm. How do you find the right kind of people that you can relate to? But there's also, we struggle to date each other and we are in a relationship. We live in the same house, but when we, we think about, oh, well, let's, let's go on a date. Let's, let's set aside our roles as parents and focus on the other parts of our personality that are not kid centric. Finding babysitters is a gargantuan task. I was just thinking that one of my biggest struggles when we're trying to find the opportunity to go out Mm -hmm. is just that finding babysitters. Cause I, I, I have to stop and think about, okay, we've got two little ones. There's three. And anybody who's got three-year-olds know, especially when you have multiples, right? they gang up on you. Right. And it doesn't even have to be three-year-olds. Right. You get two and a three, a two and a four. But when you have preschoolers, especially Mm -hmm. at that age and multiples and you want to leave them with your parents. Right. I feel terrible. Well, and here's the thing is like they made it through us. They raised children. I I know that our parents collectively are perfectly capable of handling them. I know that. Yes, they raised us 40 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) What I picture in my head is is the two little ones not listening and running away. Not not like running away from the house, but just arms waving behind them in a Naruto run. I I I see my mother chasing them through the house, and they're just running through just chaos. Elephants in the room, knocking everything. Rhinoceros. You used to call me a rhinoceros. Yeah, knocking everything over. If it's glass, it's broken. Right. That in my head, that's what I'm. That's that's how this scenario plays out. It's not correct. No, it's not fair. Well, and our, our kids luckily grow up in a fairly secure home, so we actually get the worst of them. It's called post-restraint collapse. Uh-huh. We get the worst of our own kids because they feel safest here in our home. So when they're out in other places, they really are good, well-behaved, responsive kids. So when we have left them with babysitters, they're like, oh, yeah, they were fantastic. They listened really good. I'm like... Were yeah. you watching my kids? Other than the occasional, like, hangry meltdown. Right. I almost never... Which I'm guilty of hangry meltdowns. <laughs> Grown yeah. adult. I, I get all in my feels. Mm. Um, yeah. They, uh, w- with, the oca- with the occasional hangry met- meltdown, when yeah. we go out into public, we our... almost always have people stop us and tell us, right, that our how kids... old are they? And we tell them they're three and they're... No, they're so well behaved. Right. Well, and and we we've done a lot of work on the back end to to make sure they understand as much social expectation as a three year old can. I want people to like my kids. Right. Right. That's my goal. Like, yeah. if I I want to parent myself out of a job, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But then when we add on to all of that, the idea of finding other people who have kids. Because essentially, when when we go out with other adults, we are definitely going to go out and complain about our children and and the various things that we're going to decompress about the hard parts, about all the work that we did to get ourselves, to get our kids to the point that they don't act a complete fool in public. And I'm just going to say it out right now. I have no judgment on other people. Right. When they want to complain about their kids. No. I'm all ears. Yeah. No. I get it. Pour, pour it out. Yeah. We, we all need that outlet. Right. Well, and even even removing ourselves from 
the the idea of we can only exist as a couple even just finding individual friends for you know girls night guys night i don't know how to do that no no in fact that was just occurring to me the other day how many times have i said in probably the last two years i need to get get together with my buddies and have a, a game night or something right how many times have i succeeded in doing that zero 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 yeah. zero times it's always threats it is. I think that comes I back. Threaten friendship. <laughs> they don't know it's a threat. Right. I think it comes back to, for me, maybe feeling like I'm just not a good friend. And, and I don't know. Who am I to judge myself? Right. We are our own worst critics. Yeah. But no, I, I feel that. Like, I, I want all the perks of a friendship without any of the war. <laughs> I, just, I just want it to exist. Right. Right. Like, can I find a human being who automatically thinks a lot like I do, parents like I do, couples like I do, um, and will just sit in my living room with me and not say words? We can just play on our phones in proximity to each other i think i think for you you need a parent who does kind of think like you yeah who does kind of parent like i want you, my echo chamber thank you very much who who also has a similar job to you oh wait this person does exist right i'm pretty sure that's tori yeah <laughs> oh and and a couple who's got uh, an age gap a uh, set of kids and uh, is perfectly happy to indulge in our own nerdiness. Yeah, that's the couple friend that we already have. Maybe right. that's our problem. Maybe maybe that's what we've done is we've looked at our current set of friends and we're tr- comparing ourselves to extroverts who really need a large social circle. And as introverts, nope, we have our social circle. It is tiny and it's sufficient. Right. It doesn't require a lot of energy. What, what is it that you think happens then, especially for people like us, where we go to a social setting, say a party? What is it about something like a party that initially feels like a turnoff? So I, I have a theory about this. Uh, it, I, have, I have developed this in a completely non-clinical or research manner whatsoever. I have spent several hot showers standing under the water, thinking about this theory. Okay. I call it my social bean theory. (laughs) Okay. So essentially, every social engagement, everyone walks in with a handful of beans. If you're an extrovert, you have a handful of mixed beans. Okay. All sorts of beans in, in there. Yeah. If you're an introvert, you can only have one type of bean. And it might not be the same bean as all the other introverts in the room. So I might be carrying pinto beans. Another introvert might have split peas. You and I probably have the same type of bean because we're the same type of human. We joke all the time that we have the same brain. Yeah. Well, our kids do too. Yes. So a a bean represents a unit of social energy. So the amount of energy it takes to interact with other human beings, to have conversation or to chit chat or to to socialize to 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 do that sort of stuff every time you do that you hand a per that person that you've interacted with one of your beans and they in turn hand you one of their beans back because they have spent social energy interacting with you if you're an extrovert you can take all the beans because you've gotten you've, you can take all the beans you have mixed beans in your hand if you're an introvert and someone hands you a bean that isn't your type of bean, mm-hmm. just 
falls to the floor. You can't take it. So if, if you sit and chat with a chickpea introvert about chickpea things and they offer you a chickpea and you're holding pinto beans, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You can't take that chickpea. They, in turn, cannot take your pinto bean. So they just fall to the floor. The extroverts will come later and just pick up the bean salad that's all over the floor because they are energized by being around other human beings. Just physically being in the presence of other human beings can absolutely help extroverts gain social energy. I like this theory. This, uh, this perfectly explains our 14-year-old. Yes, she's an extrovert. She she is a bean hoarder around other human beings. Yeah, it's like, I mean, and, and that makes sense. That's how she gets her energy throughout right. the day. Like, and if you isolate her away from other she people, she starts losing beans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes total sense. And we're the exact opposite. Right, right. We get to cultivate our handful of beans by doing things. Not necessarily alone, but again, in our very select social groups. So you and I can hang out together and talk about Assassin's Creed for two hours, and that's us cultivating our beans. Now, for reference, when I say we talk about Assassin's Creed, you talk about Assassin's Creed. I pretend to listen while playing on TikTok. Well, the opposite of that then would be if you've got a book you're really into and reading and you want to chat about it. Right. And I actually engage you in it. Right, right. That's that's the social currency exchange. Right. I get my beans from the Assassin's Creed talk and you get yours from the book talk. Right. So in order for an introvert to have a good time at the party, they have to have a whole bunch of beans, which means they had to have time to prepare themselves to cultivate their handful of beans and go to the social engagement. When they run out of beans, they're out of social energy. You can, you, you've seen it. You've seen me do it. We get to the end of a social engagement and it's like, I've powered down. Just, whoa, I'm done. I'm yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, you do it after the first 13 seconds. <laughs> it just, it depends on what it is. If, if, if it's something that I'm really, really into, right. like, I don't know. I like going a pinto to bean convention. Yeah, You're fine a, with pinto bean conventions. A, a con, a convention. Yes, right. exactly. Um, a concert, right? Uh, we we went to a concert a few years ago. It was more than a few years ago. More, yeah, it was. But I had a great time, right. and and the crowd didn't bother me, right, at all the entire time. But you go to Walmart and you're trying to tap out of the experience before you've crossed the threshold. Yeah, I'm trying to run away. Right, right? you've literally begged me not to go to Walmart before. This you've is true. Begged, you've begged me not to go to Walmart. This is true. And, and even worse is uh, I've begged you to not have to take the kids before. Right. I, and I capitulate and take the kids. Right. But there's a part of me that's like, but if I get in by myself, I right. can get out faster. <laughs> right. We have gone to Walmart for an entire grocery run and we get into the parking lot and Jackson sees just how many cars are in the parking You know what? I'm just going to hang out in the car. Yeah. I, I could Do be you, in there for an hour. It's fine. That's fine. I'll, it's fine. Look, I'm your chauffeur. I'll just drop you off at the front. Right. Just call me when you're in checkout and I'll come pick you up. Yeah. You, know, you won't this? have to walk. This is how our relationship works, ladies and gentlemen and others. Well, it's like you said, we're, we have the same brain. Right. We, we are introverted human beings. Yeah. I am not as bothered by, I think maybe because I enjoy the meal planning and, and the shopping. Uh, retail therapy is one of my bean cultivators. I'm willing to endure a little bit of social energy expense in order to refill my bean pile entirely. And you, you honestly have a pretty clever 
thing that you do in that oftentimes when you go shopping, especially by yourself, uh-huh. but even if you've got the kids and you've got the double cart thing, right. you'll throw your headphones in and listen to some music or a right. podcast or something while you're doing your shopping experience. Right. And while yes, I successfully it, ignore my kids while they are strapped into a cart. Yes. They still have fun with it. Parenting pro tip. <laughs> yes, in a sense, it forces you to isolate yourself from the people around you. Right. But it honestly, I think, makes your experience work better, too. Right. Because then you can take the time you need because to do again, what you need to do. I enjoy the shopping, so I'm cultivating my pile of beans for other social interaction later. Right. But that also here assumes I have the need for to use the social energy because we've already covered... We don't do parties. Right. We don't know how to make friends. I'm not even sure how to meet people. No. I, I, I do feel like I need to be a better friend to the friends I've got. Yeah. What's funny is if I think about it, of the friends we mentioned, I have two friends that I know in person right. here. And, well, really, I've got four friends, if you think about it. Two right. of them I met online. Right. One of them lives in Ohio. Mm-hmm. But we have actually met in person. Right. And then I know you have a similar situation too. Right. I've got, I've got two friends that I met online, but they're real friendships. Like they exist digitally primarily, but so do most things at this point. Um, For instance, another TikToker of note, I am close personal friends with Tori Phantom. Right. Like the, we're, we're friends. We met on TikTok. (laughs) True story. True story. It's cute. It's cute. So Tori reached out to me about a year ago by literally writing, hey, I like your content and I think you're cool. Can we be friends? Wait, you mean the note passing works? The note passing works because I was like, oh, yeah, I love your content too. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Yeah, no, it was it was full 13 year old human interaction at that point, which it makes me wonder. Is that still then a valid way for Gen X and millennials to instigate a relationship? Like, say you're a regular at a coffee shop and you see another human there that you've, you know, chit-chatted a little bit. Could you just write them like a middle school note with the rainbow gel pens and fold it up in that weird origami we used to do? Hand it to them. Will you be my friend? Check yes or no. Yeah. I'm convinced that could still work. That is still a valid method of friend making. Someone in the comments, let me know. So that brings the next question. So if, if we know part of our unique problem is that we are introverts, um, but what are some, some valid ways to attempt to make friends as adults? Um, finding the right type of human is really important. Um, You have to have a good connection point. You have to have shared interests. Like this is the definition of friends. But say you say you meet that that coffee shop person. You don't want to do this stupid corny note thing, although I'm still convinced it would work. Yeah. What are some other ways that you can find friends? This is a completely non-scientific like answer. Well. Obviously, I think we should stray away from the uh, the typical like Google answer, <laughs> like the top ten ways to find friends or something right, like that. Right, right. Um, Those are all written by extroverts, by the way. Every yes. single one of them. Yeah, they are. Uh, I, I mean, in, okay. Most I'll, of the time, people who don't have kids. In fairness, what I will say is sometimes they have a good idea. 
Mm-hmm. So an example of that would be if you do know that in order to meet friends because of where you're at, you do need to go into public. Right. Then maybe the trick is to, okay, figure out things that you like, but take yourself out of the equation of it being in a big crowd. Right. So, for example, you used to host a trivia night a long time mm-hmm. ago. And while you were the host, it made it harder for you to make friends right. then. I was working. But I went to a few of them and they're fun. Right. And you do meet people. You sit next to people like. So it's essentially you're, you're recommending a meet cute. <laughs> I mean, in a sense, yes. So if you don't leave your house, you can't make friends. Well, I don't think that's entirely true. Right. Again, you did meet Tori without leaving the house. Right. Right. Um, so. It, it depends on what you want. Do you just want to have a friend that you have an emotional connection with? Right. In which which case, is fine. Right. And in, in which case a, a long distance friendship is absolutely valid. Right. And can be cultivated online. I mean, we met on the internet. We were on a yeah. dating site. Yeah, that's true. Do you want to let people know how was that attracted you to me? Attracted you? That that's probably a strong descriptor of what happened in that initial interaction. You wrote a speedo joke, a red speedo joke on your dating profile. You didn't leave though. I I didn't. You didn't turn away from. That's it. a whole different episode of all the stuff Jack did wrong and still pulled me. Uh. There's a bunch you like you're looking at me like you're surprised. No, but... no. I I know what I did is I I put my nerd all over my arm, yeah. on my hat, on my right. face. So that that's a story for a different time. But <laughs> but we did meet on the internet and cultivated a real-world relationship. Tori and I met on social media and cultivated a real-world relationship. I have several other friends that I met on an online space and became real friends with them. So a middle school style note, valid way to make a friendship. Yeah. You can't change my mind. Um, online interactions, valid way to make a friendship. Right. Um, meet cutes, apparently, valid way. Essentially, getting out there and letting your boundaries show. You don't have to drop them. You don't have to move your boundaries, but you do have to let them wear your Gojira shirt in public and i promise you other people will gravitate to is that guy wearing a gojira shirt yeah no way it works every time yeah i have a magic the gathering tattoo i get commented all the time all the time i don't even play magic the gathering anymore but i used to at one point it was an important part for me and i use my my tattoos as a, a memory book right so if i were open to it i say i I am coming to this realization in real time, folks. I say that I don't know how to make friends. What I don't know how to do is reciprocate the invites I've received in the past. Yeah. Because I'm thinking about it, like the number of people who are like, oh my gosh, you play Magic the Gathering. That's the point at which I go, well, I used to. Yeah. I, I really liked this style of play. Sliver decks. Can't stand them. That would be how you make friends. I think I just solved my own problem. It's not that I don't know how to make friends. It's that I don't know how to people. Cool. Is there anything to be said about not sticking to just one connection point, but trying to find multiples in the same person? So like, for example, let's say you meet somebody that does like magic, the gathering who also happens to like books. I mean, 
everybody likes books to some degree, but eh, I wouldn't say that's true. A lot of people like books to there some degree. There you go. But let's say you meet, meet somebody who likes the same kind of books that you like. But now I also need them to have kids and be probably in a romantic, uh, not, not a romantic, but a long-term relationship. Um, but yeah, no, that's what happens is I, I don't ever cultivate the invites that I get to see if there's more than just Magic the Gathering as yeah. the connection point. Do you think maybe it's that we set the bar too high or do you think that we set the bar too low for ourselves? It's because I think I'm oblivious to the bar. <laughs> yeah, somebody's told me that once before, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I, I, I will fully admit when I've been in group situations in public mm-hmm. situations, I'm perfectly capable of being socially awkward. Yes. I, yes, I, which is weird. I, I know there's a portion of our audience listening who watches me on online Yeah, and it doesn't seem like I would be a socially awkward person. Folks, I have an edit button. You don't see, you don't see the full version where I edited out the awkward grab my own boob moment because in my head it was funnier. And then when I watched it in playback, it was weird. So I just didn't show you the weird. I didn't, it just got cut. Okay. In fairness, I do think you're a very funny person. And I think that your sense of humor, while it can be considered social awkwardness, I think it's also endearing. Well, it's, it's because I weaponize it. (laughs) I, (laughs) I, I cover up. It is my defense mechanism. It is my coping skill and my defense mechanism to be funny. Uh, that that's that's a whole. That's probably that might be our next podcast episode. Is uh, uh, inappropriate humor. Yeah, that actually that wouldn't be a bad one. I like that idea. I'm gonna I'm gonna write that down. Okay. Um. Yeah. When uh when your grandmother passed. I was either going to make everyone laugh or get myself kicked out of the family. Well, you didn't get kicked out of the family. So. That's true. So it must have worked. But no, I mean, I was cracking jokes the whole time because it is. It's, it's a coping mechanism and or it's a coping skill and defense mechanism. And yeah, I, I think I probably developed that because I am socially awkward. Yeah. Because my, my, my first, uh, my go-to is, oh, this person is nice and decent. Make it weird. <laughs> so... Okay, we're up on it on time. So honestly, I think that did we do an episode one? We did do a full episode. That's one. A, that's a whole episode. I think I think we made some some good strides there. We okay. uh, we got to the topic. We actually had some uh, possible solutions for people out there. Absolutely, who might be asking. they're probably not good, but they're possible solutions. Yeah, yeah. If people want to add to that, I'm all I'm all ears. Yeah, yeah. Let us know. I'm done with trying to make let us friends. know in the comments. Uh, check us out on YouTube. Um, I won't read the YouTube comments because I am sensitive. <laughs> But Jack will. I'll check him out. So, yeah. Everybody uh, everybody out there, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Yeah. And uh, be well. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving weekend, Americans. If you're not American, happy random Saturday. Yeah. Happy all future holidays. Right. Uh, be sure to leave us a rating on whatever you're listening to us on. Yeah. And we'll, uh, we'll chat with you guys next week. All right. Bye. Bye. This has been a production of Pleasant Peasant Media. For questions, suggestions, professions of adoration, or to discuss sponsorship opportunities, email info at pleasantpeasantmedia.com. Mm-hmm.